Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name is Jeff and I'm joined as always by my good friends, Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. <laughs> Richard and Michael, they debate and deliberate, uh, deliberate a bunch of topics. And this time around, it's the Mount Rushmore of extinct animals that are not dinosaurs. What yeah. This was kind of a back and forth between you two, right? That was more of a Michael well, I, thing. That's more of a Michael. I think what happened was um, two things. One, we were throwing around... Um, we were trying to come up with an idea for our our listeners to come up with an idea, and I think that I blurted out extinct animals, and you both are like, "Oh God, that's great!" And I kind of put that in the back of my head. And then, of course, over the weekend, um, we took the boy to the La Brea Tar Pits here in Los Angeles, and that thing oh, cool. is just a big, you know, puddle of mud full of like uh, dead elephants and stuff like that. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of been in my head. Um, for the last day or so, and then um, when we were trying to really settle in on an idea, uh, kind of the two things converged in my head as we were throwing around ideas. So, and you know, extinct animals, um, they can happen because of nature, they can happen because of mankind, they can happen because, I don't know, maybe they're just too, maybe they just failed as a creature. <laughs> maybe there's just something about them that's just like, no, it's this, you've, you worked for a little bit of time. And then um, something replaced you, mm. and like, that's like okay. The, the they got upgraded. A, a new a new species was formed from a better adaptation. Yeah, like oh, but then okay. I kind of threw in. I I thought to throw in the caveat of like you know dinosaurs. I don't know if we've had a dinosaur episode yet, have we, Rich? No, I don't believe that we have. And I think we've taught we've threatened it before, but we've never actually <laughs> pulled the but trigger it feels- on it. It feels like dinosaurs exist within their own kind of realm of um, yeah, uh, an episode out there that, you know, we can talk about. Okay, well, let's get into it. Uh, Michael chose it, so Richard starts. All right, so my first choice, and I'm, just, I'm kind of thinking a little bit about categories here, not totally as much as Michael yeah. used to, but, but I was thinking of the category of just plain weird-looking animals, and I just posted in the chat to you guys so you can pull it up and see for yourself. Ooh, exciting. But it is the uh, Dinotherium, which is... I hear a... Ice-T saying this on an episode of a Law & Order or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kids are doing it. The kids are doing Dinotherium today. It's, it's this new street drug called Dinotherium. Actually, it sounds more like a, a crypto coin. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally it does. Totally uh, yeah. does. Yeah. You got to invest in that Dinotherium before. Uh... <laughs> now, the Dinotherium was a. Uh, it looks uh, like a work in progress. I got to tell you. It, yeah, it looks like somebody said, huh, what if we took an elephant and mixed it with a tapir? But what if yeah. we put the tusks on the bottom jaw instead of the top? Yeah, and it's that's like, basically it's like, what it's like it is. My, it's like my son was building a Lego. Um, uh, <laughs> elephant from like instructions but he put them on upside he put the tusks on upside down and we were just like just go with it yeah you invented something new hmm. <laughs> yeah the dinotherium uh was slightly larger than a african elephant so about 13 feet tall at the shoulders um much like a uh elephant it was a, a vegetarian and like i said it's got the two tusks that kind of jut out of the bottom of its the about of its jaw instead of you know the elephants who have them near the top, and scientists aren't quite sure why that is. They think it might be because it was used to uh, strip leaves off of branches off of trees. Um, hmm. 
And this is one that mainly we think uh, may have may have interacted with some early humans, but most likely died out because vegetation changed. And this is one of the ones that, Michael, you said sometimes it's kind of natural selection or it's natural reasons. Um, like I said, it fed mainly off of trees. And as the uh, landscape around it changed and become, became more of a grassland, like these were in Africa and parts of Europe and all the way out to Central Asia, as it became more of a grassland, it was just harder for it to, uh, to be able to cope with the changing uh, climate and changing ecological conditions. But all that being said, I just like it because it's weird looking. Yeah. There may be other animals that fall into this category, but this could be the first animal that became extinct due to its complete unattractiveness. Like, do <laughs> did other dinotheriums, did they just look at each other and go, no, no, I'm not turned on, you're not turned on? We're not, I don't know. Yeah, I've no got, this happen. Yeah. I've got my own theory. I think this was an incredibly clumsy animal. And I think they all died out because they kept tripping and falling and impaling themselves. Like, right, in the, right, right underneath yeah. in the neck. It just... It was just uh, like the Mr. Magoo of, of <laughs> elephant elephant type creatures, and it just like it did itself. Well, scientists there. scientists did think it was strange that the he, that uh, repeatedly found what looks like round glasses <laughs> near the Dinotherium <laughs> fossil. So you may be right, Michael. You know, were, uh, you know, Mr. Magoo he fell into the tar pits at some point, right? Must have a hundred percent. Were there to have been? Um, primitive man and primitive breweries and primitive bottling of, uh, of, of beverages that, that would have been a handy animal to open up the pop top off of a, a bottle or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You just walk up and just, that's so funny. <laughs> it would have been a nice pet for somebody. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you got, Michael? Uh, my first choice is the dodo bird. Oh, which yeah. kind of, um, became extinct, um, sometime in the, um, kind of uh, mid to late 1500s, or at least that was kind of like the last known recorded, uh, you know, visual sighting of, of these things. But, um, you know, when I was thinking of this category, this was probably the first one that came to mind just in terms of things that have become extinct because of man. You know, it was kind of, has been rumored that they were just kind of like, they're these giant, like three foot tall, like large flightless pigeons. And apparently they weren't very fast and very kind of um, docile and kind of easy to just kind of club about the head. And, you know, these people that were out sailing the seas could just kind of eat like a big three foot chicken and it wasn't hard to do. And these things just kind of got died out. They were just killed Hmm. off by man. And I thought, boy, that is just the way to go. Just the dumbest animals just constantly getting, um, (laughs) <laughs> getting eaten i mean it's not like you know chickens you know no offense to chickens it's not like they're smart animals but i don't know they, i think the natural curiosity of some animals combined with like the viciousness of man and um it's just ripe for extinction and i think what is also interesting is since like you know they really didn't start doing kind of like um you know kind of uh, natural science for another uh, when did Darwin come around? A couple hundred years later? Yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, the only the... Kind of image, yeah, the only images they had of these creatures, because they couldn't really put them together, were just based on like eyewitness accounts and 
um, you know, someone's drawings and then they'd eventually discover fossil records as they kind of do now, you know, you start piecing them together, but there's like just this wild variety of drawings on what these things could have possibly looked like. It kind of reminded me of how, um, you know, they started finding, you know, in the kind of late um, 19th century or, uh, you know, uh, dinosaur skulls and or like T-Rex skulls. And they didn't quite know how to stand them up and put them together. So you'd see like these kind of wide ranging, um, you know, fossilized records of how they thought these things would put together. And I imagine it was kind of similar with a dodo bird. Well, it's really melancholy. Like obviously the, the demise of a species that is not an insect or yeah. <laughs> something like that uh, is very sad. Um, uh, but yeah, this just seems like a, a harmless, helpless kind of creature that had existed uh, for a long time until the, uh, the human species came to kind of wipe them out. That's well, it's too bad. And, and before we might know that there's more sustainable way to uh, to harvest some <laughs> or preserve the others. I mean, yeah. what if also, what if this thing was just like awful in terms of like, I mean, it must've tasted delicious, but what if it just had like, like the most awful, like bird call and like, maybe that's, you know, we don't know what drove people to kill them off other than, you know, hunger and sailing the seas. But what if, what if they just sounded awful? What if they're just terrible yeah. creatures and we're like, glad they're, we're glad they're dead now. In, <laughs> there was my, a... <laughs> trying to just trying to justify the slaughter of an entire species. That's, that's what it is in my head. Just... Oh, they, they're awful. <laughs> uh the there was one description i found in which sailors were saying that when you when you grab one with your hands and hold it it makes a big noise and the other ones would come running to help it and then you get the ones those <laughs> two so so they were very innocent helpful good samaritans <laughs> so sad oh man all um, right man pretty oh you done great. okay no your yeah, second one, well speaking of birds uh -oh. Let's talk about the passenger pigeon for a second. Mm. Also mm -hmm. on my list. Uh, what am I not talking about that? Is it? Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. At one point, 25 to 40% of the total bird population in the United States was made up of passenger pigeons. I didn't know that's a different than a regular pigeon. Yeah. They, they, they fly faster. They're a little bit like a morning dove, but they're a little bit different. Um. At when they estimate that when Europeans discovered America, there were between three to five billion passenger pigeons in the United States. Wow! And somehow, by the early 1900s, we killed them all off. Oh. They would they America, spacious <laughs> guys. They would swarm in in such great clouds of birds that they would like blacken the sky when they would like return home for uh, from the winter, and. Uh, it was estimated that like 200,000 of them were killed in like one day because they just swooped down and people would just club them and you could just swing a bat and just kill these things willy nilly. Yeah. They were considered to be food, like a cheap, like a kind of a cheap poultry. They were also prized for their feathers. Um, yeah. Like Michael said, there was a, uh, uh, in in one episode in Petoskey, Michigan in 1878, when 50,000 birds per day were killed, and that rate continued for five months. That's horrifying. Yeah. 
And then somehow we were surprised by the 1890s that the uh, passenger, passenger pigeon basically had disappeared at that oh. point. It's like the only good thing that came out of the, the massacre of the most wide. I mean, this would be like if doves just disappeared. Mm-hmm. The only good thing that came out of it is people kind of realized, wait a second. Maybe we should do something to help protect animals, especially ones that are starting to go extinct. Yeah. So the death of the passenger pigeon was really kind of at least partially responsible for the start of the uh, eco-conservation movement. Exactly. Wow, I didn't know that. That's, a, that's really interesting. Yeah. Is, it, is that um, unlike, say, a platypus or something that's very unique? Um. Oh, that, that was just uh, maybe just the sheer volume of what we had before. Like, were the buffalo to have been completely extinct, it would be such an amazing statement due to the huge hurt and the enormous population that existed at one point. Like, what a profound, what a profound uh, change humans or just destructive force humans had shown to have. But necessarily, it wasn't necessarily, they weren't very special. They were just a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, again, three to five billion at one point, not million, billion. And we managed to take, get rid of them in a few hundred years. Wow. Wow. I think, um, I think near the turn of the um, 19th century, you know, um, the insta, the kind of, uh, what am I trying to say? The uh, invention of like the national parks here in America. Um, with the help a lot of like Teddy Roosevelt and um, um, kind of the writings of like John Muir um, and like these sorts of um, realization that the American West in some sense um, needed to be preserved, uh, I think went a long way. I think the rise of that sort of like realizing that there is a uh, – kind of national landscape that needs to be preserved. Plus I'm sure that death of all of these pigeons at the same time kind of probably went um, hand in hand. I mean, you know, someone's realized like all these things are happening at the same time. And then, um, you know, there's a real uh, big movement that kind of happened that led to, you know, um, conservation and uh, acknowledging that uh, man's footprint in the world uh, has kind of gone too far. So. Yeah, let's clean up our act before we lose the emperor penguin. Mm. Because that's a cool animal. Yeah. Yeah. So we're at our house. Yeah, emperor penguin. Yeah. (laughs) You're on watch. Yeah. Could be you next. And then let's just just close out the passenger pigeon by by saying, having said all of this about the horrible destruction of the passenger pigeon and what what it means to about us humans and how, you know, awful we are. I would 100% like to know what passenger pigeon tasted like. A little bit yeah. like dodo. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it tastes like dodo is the punchline <laughs> for that joke. <laughs> okay, we are at our halftime, and we're going to invite you to uh, go and sample the wares of the MountRushmorePodcast.com site, um, which has been uh, refreshed to surface all the amazing art and copy and cool content that Michael and Richard have been uh, creating over the years to augment the dulcet tones that we have uh, 
recorded onto fine mp3 vinyl we now feel fairly confident that it's mostly malware free yes yeah uh, do you like do you like mostly cropped images of Count Chocula next to yeah. another cartoon vampire? We got him. Yeah. Next to do another like cartoon cl- vampire. We got it. Clip Maybe a fourth. We, not we got it. Have the rights to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you know what's fun, though? To go out and just start clicking on tags and, um, and topics. And then yeah. just see how redundant we are. <laughs> Tag, t- Click on The Simpsons. You'll oh, yeah. Click on Andre the Giant. <laughs> You'll probably find five or six different. Right, I'm gonna podcasts. click. I'm gonna click on Andre the Giant right now. I'm gonna see how many. Maybe it's just one. Is it just one? We've talked about him a couple of times. Yeah, it must have. Well, yeah, he will. If if by the time I start, I have him tagged in everything. Will we mention it? He's gonna be half the site right there. Well, he's he's he is he is the, the eighth wonder of the world. So yeah, that doesn't absolutely. make. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, go out there and uh, check it out. And then we dare you to come up with a topic we haven't tackled. And then we dare you to have the audacity uh, to suggest it to us. Seriously, actually, we would like that a lot to suggest a topic that we could tackle on our uh, podcast. Previous suggestors have ended up being guests. So that would be a lot of fun. And then go to, you can click through from the site likely somehow to the episodes and then download rate and review them and leave comments on the site we would love to have some feedback on the posts and you know type in uh, your idea of what we should have said or a better topic and dudes i think we're back with the uh, richard's third unless right. we want michael's third no we can go with mine yeah okay. so what it you're yours Whatever. fine we double the pigeon passenger pigeon go for it michael Fine. That's great. <laughs> wow. Sarcasm. Not Punchy. extinct. God. <laughs> Alive and well. No yeah. matter how hard we try to kill it. Uh, Smilodon, a.k.a. the saber-toothed cat, a.k.a. Oh. Boy, the just darn best-looking animal that I've ever seen. Wow. Smilodon. And I think, and I think this is probably definitely um, came about via my exposure Um to the tar pits over this past weekend, just seeing uh, my kids utter joy and seeing this animatronic cat like sink its giant fangs into like this helpless uh, giant ground oh, sloth. Right. He's just sitting there watching, being like, "Is he really biting?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, "Well, I think it's a robot, but yeah, he was really, he's really giving it, giving it the, uh, the, the what for try, yeah." Now, these uh, giant cats uh, lived between 2.5 million and 10,000 years ago when they kind of died out um, with the um, one of the last ice ages. And my guess is that they died out via a combination of uh, human hunting as humans kind of became more um, proficient and just being kind of too big to uh, survive the ice age. It seemed like so many of these creatures, um, like Mastodon, just really didn't have the chops to survive um uh past the cold changing weather and um, I, I, that's things. i don't i don't know i've seen the documentaries before mm. i've seen that diego lived in the ice age with manny the uh the giant woolly that's, mammoth that's true i forgot about that and i <laughs> yes. forgot about how um they did also uh encounter a uh, t-rex frozen within um 
within, within the bowels of the ice cave. That's true. These yeah. things do happen. Yes. Um, but the I think the Smilodon or the saber tooth tiger just the audacity for nature to grow something like this, you know, kind of like your um, your previous choice of the um, uh, what was it, Dimotherium? Dimotherium, yeah. Where nature has, you know, it can it can it does a couple of things. It has like it makes really sensible choices. And then it makes these really kind of extravagant choices, these really like insane, like, oh, it can have teeth that can, you know, bite into you and kill you. But what if they were like, you know, these foot long giant things that stick out of its mouth that aren't actually used for the eating of this animal, but they're just used for impaling it. And it's like, all right, well, let's see, let's see how far we can take that. <laughs> It does and, seem like uh, I don't know. Evol- evolution just, just trying to get into no getting before before evolution had that much finesse. <laughs> kind of yeah, it was just like, boy, you need something that'll slash somebody something's neck. How about oh. eight foot long fangs? <laughs> <laughs> not a tiger, uh, by the way. You keep calling it a tiger, and it's not related know, it's, to a tiger. It's it's more of a mountain lion, but it's it's like one of those things that you're just so used to saying that you can't help but say it. It's like being, uh, I guess. Jeff, you're now in Florida. Is everything a Coke down there, no matter what? Or is a is it a pop? Coke? What do they call it? A cola. Oh, sorry. Oh, 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 like a Sprite Coke or... Um, pop? Ha- Pops of uh, the Midwest. You know, Orlando, I've, I've been informed, is a liberal oasis. <laughs> it's <laughs> unlike the rest of Florida. So it's hard to get a gauge on it. Um, this is this is where the entertainment it's the entertainment in capital f- of uh, Florida. So true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think it's less uh, less um, of the South here in this fine city. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, wait a minute. So we didn't slip any dinosaurs in here, like Smilodon and Dinotherium. They're not dinosaurs, right? No. Okay. No, they're mammals. No. Okay. 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 He's trying um, to catch us, Rich. Oh, sorry, I know. Yeah. Um, trying to make our logic extinct. <laughs> Richard, what's your third choice? My third choice is, I mentioned the dino theorem. How about another dino creature that is not a dinosaur? Uh, this is the dinosuchus. And it is falls into the category of, do you like that animal that's alive today? How would you like a much better bigger and more scary version of that animal. Hmm. That's what the Dinosuchus is. It is uh, essentially a, a extinct uh, genus of alligatoroid crocodilian that's related to the modern alligator. Hmm. So it's right up your right up your alley, Jeff. Literally. Yeah, literally there are some right up your alley, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, it, with the exception of the fact that it was about 35 feet long. So pick... Yeah, they this thing could attack T Rexes and eat large dinosaurs. This thing was not something to be messed with, mm-hmm. and that's just one of those things. I just, you know, there's we, we talk about some animals, and obviously, like with the passenger pigeon or some of the other animals, we another one that I may talk about for my fourth choice. It's very sad that they don't exist anymore, that we don't get to see them. I want no part of the Dinosuchus 
being around today. Could you imagine if there were 35 foot tall? They live like in North Carolina and Texas and Montana and along the East Coast. Can you imagine if you were in Florida? It's one thing to kind of be see like a, a see you know a a gator kind of in a lake somewhere. Yeah, oh, see yeah, him on the yeah. see him on the golf course all the time. You see him watch golf tournaments, and it's always you know wacky whenever a golfer has to try and get a golf ball from a near where an alligator is. Mm-hmm. Now, picture if that alligator was thirty five feet long. <laughs> I'd be nope. I'll take my two stroke penalty there. Thanks. <laughs> Now it looks like there was a bigger one, Purosaurus, Brasilian. Maybe, maybe that wasn't uh, considered. Maybe that was a prehistoric. I don't know about that one. Oh yeah. Now you're now you're teaching me something. Sorry. Yeah, I just looked up Dinosaurus rugosus. Mm. And rugosus meant that it wore to pay. I think. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, they 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 were known to be very conscious about their looks. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is a great example of, of well, what a lot of like, um, I don't know, thriller movies or whatever based on is like giant <laughs> creatures <laughs> that we're familiar with that are ro- roaming the earth, ants and spiders and and whatnot. But I mean, isn't that sort of the, you know, if we think back to, you know, early animal horror movies or whatever you want to call it, like King Kong. Yeah. You know, animal you know, it wasn't just that King Kong was an ape. He was massive, a massive ape. Yeah. And on Skull Island were all of these massive creatures. You know, mm-hmm. we're interested in that thing that we know, but taken to a blown up five times its normal size. Yeah. You could have an alligator belt. You could have a Dinosuchus house, like... If you wanted to, you know, at least a, at least some, at least maybe a yurt, a yurt, yeah, I would think, yeah. Holy smokes, that's big. Yeah, that's huge. Okay, um, uh, Winfield. Uh, my last choice uh, is a creature from the land of just strange and weird creatures, uh, the thylacine, also known as the Tasmanian tiger. Also and on my list is oh. oh, is it? Oh, great. Yeah. This is a a weird animal. It's weird mm-hmm. because it kind of looks like a combination between a coyote and a wolf, but it's actually like a carnivorous marsupial. So it had like a pouch where it would carry its young, but it kind of walked on all fours, but could also hop on two legs. It had stripes. It looks like the kind of animal that kids draw when they're trying to uh, come up with their own creature, but then it just happened to live. <laughs> it was actually wow. a real thing. And um, the last known um, Tasmanian tiger, the last known um, thylacine, um, didn't die out that long ago, 1930 or so, um, in Tasmania or in a, uh, an Australian zoo. So we have like footage of these things moving around and, you know, being actual creatures that were alive. Um, that's one thing that I don't think that any of us have chosen so far was something that there's like actual footage of other mm-hmm. than like, you know, drawings and whatever. But this is something that was pretty recent and, um, you know, pretty, pretty strange. I mean, if you look at any of the creatures that kind of come from Australia or New Zealand, um, they just kind of evolved in such a different manner than the rest of the world. And maybe that's what, um, 
creatures from that side of the world think about, you know, the elephant. I mean, it's not like, it's not like you look at the elephant, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Or like, right. <laughs> or like a, a bison, you know, with this gigantic head and it's weird. Like every animal looks, you know, is so modified for its environment, but the thylacine, I don't know. It's just, it's just a strange one. It looks like a, it looks, it's like a Play-Doh animal just put, or, you know, kind of put together from bits and pieces of other animals. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's fascinating to me because this is one of the few extinct animals that we're not quite sure is actually extinct. Hmm. There have been off and on sightings, particularly in Tasmania over the last, you know, 70, 80 years since it officially went extinct of people and not just kind of random people, but like wildlife officers and conservationists and people who, who aren't just kind of like nutballs for lack of a better term coming out of the woodwork who have said, I saw a Tasmanian tiger in the forest of Tasmania, for example, um, Ted Turner actually put up a hundred thousand dollar bounty. If anyone could provide proof that the Tasmanian tiger existed, still oh, unclaimed, still unclaimed. Hmm. So if you want a hundred thousand dollars of that crazy bastard's money, <laughs> go find yourself a, a Tasmanian tiger. He might still cough it up. If there are any Tasmanian tigers listening to this podcast, yes, I know we're big. In, we're big in the Tasmanian community. Yeah, so. absolutely. Please step forward and previous tigers have have been guests on the podcast. That's true. Tony the yeah. tiger was Tony the tiger. <laughs> tiger Woods. He was slurring. We didn't understand. Yeah, we kind of kind of couldn't couldn't release that episode, yeah. but. Well, I guess the the let's, I guess that now you know let's. Time to judge. I think. Time to make some is, of these animals extinct yeah, from your list. Is is it true that we do have pigeon, phylacine? Uh, those are two mute. You know, so those can go on because each of you chose it. The dodo bird was so sad. Story. I, like, I'd kind of like to go with, oh, yeah, with that. And um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, um, uh, let's go with Smilodon, too. All right. All right. Yeah. It's a heavy, heavy Michael win. I feel like this week. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's uh, quite the quite the quite the effort there, Michael. Yeah. All right. My my, my point of view is um, shall live forever. I will never be <laughs> never be smote down by my hubris or by another human clubbing me over the head, which might be Richard. <laughs> we would like to acknowledge our latest sponsor um which is a, a a food delivery service where you can eat extinct animals komodo dragon is the special <laughs> this month so if you go to our it's, site it's, it's just spelled k m apostrophe d yeah we gotta remove yeah. some letters yeah so go to <laughs> extinctfoods.com <laughs> sign up Enter the code get a, Rushmore. Rushmore, you had twenty percent off discount your first your first three orders. Uh, okay, dudes, this has been the Mount Rushmore of extinct animals that are not dinosaurs. I'm I, now. I'm Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. We did. <laughs>